Most bankers aren't ready to help you until after their third cup of coffee. But with Central National Bank's after-hours service, you don't have to wait for the bank lobby to open to get help. You can contact us from 6 to 8.30 in the morning or from 5 to 10 in the evening, and we'll connect you to a real, live, local person who can answer questions and fix problems seven days a week. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Hey, everybody. This is Micah Burgess uh, with My Doula Micah. Thank you for joining me on my podcast today. I am getting to interview one of my past clients. And if I was going to be honest, one of my favorite past (laughs) clients, her name is Kelsey Perks. She no longer lives in Waco anymore. So she is with us via phone. Kelsey, tell everybody hello and a little bit about yourself. Hello, hello. First of all, thank you so much for having me on. Oh, you bet. Um, My pleasure. It is. Oh, it's just so fun to get a chance to relive some of these super sweet moments mm-hmm. um, about my kids' birth. So um, to get started, my name is Kelsey Perks, just like Micah said. I was in Texas for about seven years. Um, my husband was working at Baylor. And now my husband and I and our three children live in the mountains of Virginia. Mm. We moved back here about five years ago. Um, no way. It has not been five years. I know. <laughs> That's crazy. I, I feel like we just left Texas. Right? Um, so yeah, so five years we've been back and um, we really enjoy just being outside. We are thankful to live in a spot that has all four seasons. Mm-hmm. Like Texas. <laughs> yep, that is a big plus. We do not have four seasons here in Texas. You are right. No, although these cold days we're still getting in March, early April, make me want to be back in Texas. Yes. So, um. Yeah. So we love to hike and hang outside, cook and read and spend time together. Love it. Love it. I am so glad you're on with me today, so that we get to chat. And and Kelsey and I probably haven't talked since you left Texas. Honestly. <laughs> I think you're right. So this is a treat. Good. Yeah, it's a treat for me too. So today, Kelsey and I, as she said, she's got three kiddos. I was able to be at two of those births, uh, her first and her second. Her third birth she had there in um, Virginia, right? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, so obviously I wasn't at that one. Disappointed because Kelsey is a master in the birthing room. Can I just say, I don't know what else she does in her life. That is superb. But this is one of the things that she does so well at. <laughs> so proud of her. And we may cover um, a little bit of this and a little bit of that with all three of her births. But today we're actually going to focus on her second baby. That is Grant. Is his birthday today? So his birthday is actually this coming Monday. So okay. his birthday is April 3rd. Oh my goodness. And 
yeah, crazy fact about our kids. All three of our children were born within 10 days of one another in the calendar year. So I have a now eight-year-old. My first daughter, Sullivan, turned eight um, yesterday. Yesterday. Which is it was unreal. Sully. Okay, got it. Oh, yeah. my gosh. So her birthday was yesterday. And then my little three-year-old, who I did have back here in Virginia, actually, at the same hospital I was born in. Nuh-uh. Um, yes. Nuh-uh. That's yeah, nuts. So she uh, turned three on Saturday. So sweet. Yep. Look at your little family or your big growing family now. It's so I know. <laughs> unbelievable. Okay. So let's just start with kind of your take, what you remember, this overall, I don't know, story. And, and then we'll fill in some details as we go along. But why don't you start with once you realized you were in labor or if you have a piece of the story before that that you think is interesting. Okay. Specifically with Grant? Yeah. Awesome. Let's do it. So with Grant, I, well, let's start here. So with my first baby, she was basically born on her due date. So I was just kind of expecting things to be mm-hmm. surprised with Grant started. Um, 10 days before his due date, so I was due on April 13th. And on the 3rd of April, I just kind of woke up. I was going about my day. I took my firstborn with me to Target, and we ran a few errands in the morning. I went to lunch with a friend at um, the silos and kind of was hanging out. So very normal day in the morning. Um, I got home, and I got my firstborn down for her nap. Got one, and I tidied a couple things around the house and sat down to look over something. And I remember thinking when I sat down about 1.30 that I was having – kind of some cramping. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't have many Braxton Hicks with either of my first two kids. Okay. And so I thought this is, this is kind of noticeable, but also it's 10 days before I'm even due. So yeah. I'm sure it'll just be some movement or back pains or something and it'll subside. Yeah. Um, so I kept trying to work around the house and get some things done while my little one was napping. And between 3 and 3.30, so like an hour, an hour and a half after that, I realized it was feeling more like actual cramps mm-hmm. um, that were recurring continuously. Um, and I didn't time them, but I thought, okay, this is like starting and it's noticeable and then it's going away and then it's coming back. Mm-hmm, so, mm-hmm. Um, so I started to feel like, okay, this is uh, just different than what I had experienced in my pregnancy up until that point. Right. And so about 3.30, I started timing when this was happening. I thought, okay, this is at regular intervals. And it was like 10 minutes and then 7 minutes and then 12 minutes. So kind of not super regular, but yeah. also enough of a pattern to say, uh, this is this is maybe some movement. Yeah. Um, so I texted my husband, just let him know he was at work. And I said, hey, I'm just having kind of some movement I'm sure it's nothing and um just wanted you to kind of be aware that like I'm feeling the baby a lot (laughs) (laughs) so okay so this is about 3 30 or 4 in the afternoon um and my little one is up from her nap and I realized after she woke up from her nap that these cramps quote-unquote cramps that I was feeling (laughs) 
were noticeable enough that I needed to put a show on for her. Oh my gosh, I girl. I not talk to her. Rocking me up. You're still calling them cramps. It's just so <laughs> funny to me. That is exactly what they felt like. And I kept thinking to myself, like, I've had a baby. I've yeah. done this before. I know what contractions right. feel like. And this just <laughs> felt uncomfortable. We're so, not there yet. Oh, gosh. No, no. I still, I, I think I was like mentally just not even thinking anything could be happening at this point. Right. Um, so after I decided I couldn't even hang with my two-year-old at this point, I needed to have her watch the show. I thought maybe... Maybe I should call my husband and tell him that I, that I need a little bit of help. So um, so I gave him a call. No, well, I gave him a call, and he didn't pick up the phone. And so I texted. I said, hey, I'm, I'm really having some strong cramps. Are you able to come home? Um, just help out with um, Sullivan. And he didn't say anything back to me. So 15 minutes later, I called him again. And our, our code is like, if you call three times, then it's an emergency. <laughs> and so, I, so he didn't pick up the phone. I thought he's probably in a meeting, but like literally in the 15 minutes between when I texted him and decided to call, I had to stop and catch my breath a couple of times. Oh I needed to stop moving around the house. I, like it, Things started to change kind of quickly. So, yeah. um. So by the time I called him the third time, he picked up, he said, are you okay? And I, all I could say was, I think I'm in labor mm. because it had shifted in like the 20 to 30 minutes that all of this was happening. As yeah. I'm getting Sullivan settled, I'm texting him, I'm needing to sit down. I was trying to focus and get a snack or see what I needed to do. And I just couldn't really get myself together. Um, and so I, I told him, I said, I think I'm in labor and I think you need to come home. Um, he was in the middle of a performance review. So oh, wow. he, said, he said, okay, let me, let me wrap this up real fast and I'll be right home. So I got off the phone with him and I do remember in these last couple of weeks of my pregnancy with Grant being very constipated, very uncomfortable. Mm, it's miserable. And it was awful and I also thought as I'm kind of like getting my older child settled trying to figure out what I'm doing that I was having to stop and go to the bathroom a lot I thought well this ah. is noteworthy but I was <laughs> clue I was number good. 20 Kelsey that you <laughs> might be in labor funny girl <laughs> I know and I thought well I'm glad that's finally happening but um I had no idea that that was something that could be going on to signal that baby was coming. <laughs> Maybe you should hire okay. a doula. Maybe your doula should tell you what some of these symptoms <laughs> and signs are. <laughs> you know what? I had the best. I had the best in the business, but I just couldn't tell myself that I was in labor. So apparently, funny. so um, so it's like four thirty. He's packing up to come home. I'm going to the bathroom, taking care of my two year old. At this point, I went ahead and called the friend that we had set up to take care of my oldest. We don't have any family in Texas, mm -hmm. and so we had a good friend who said, I'll take Sullivan when the time comes. Great. So um, so my husband walks in the door about 20 minutes after I called him, 
and I'm stopping and holding my belly and breathing through everything. And this whole time, I'm like, okay, this is early, but this baby is coming. Mm-hmm. It was always a hope of mine to be able to labor labor as long as I could at home. Mm-hmm. Um, just be more comfortable to have access to everything that made me feel, you know, relaxed. And so I thought, well, this is this is the real thing. But I'm at home. I'm getting my stuff together. I was feeling fine. And so Trip walks in the door, and we gather a couple last-minute items. And then our friend pulls up and grabs Sullivan. And I was walking out our front door to the driveway and getting ready to load Sullivan in the car. And I couldn't even make it from the front door to my friend's car without stopping to to just breathe through a contraction. Wow. And so... When did you um, call me? I'm trying to remember. Oh, I think it was right after I called Trip. Yeah, because it was just like a, this heads up call. Hey, maybe some activity. Not sure. We may go to the hospital and just check it out. I mean, it was very laid back and I don't think anything's there. I do remember <laughs> that. <laughs> I can't believe I was so chilled looking, but I had no idea like how what it was going to be. Right. <laughs> how fast it was going to be. So I think I did call and I was pretty nonchalant, like, hey, we're going to go see what's going on um, and I'll, I'll let you know. Yeah. So we, um, so we get loaded up and it's like, oh, God, probably like 5.10, 5.15 that we are like loading everything up. We're driving to the hospital and we get to the hospital. My husband just like pulls up right at the um emergency room entrance and we had pre-registered but I still had to walk in and kind of give them my information again and sign a couple forms and do all that stuff so we get to the hospital I want to say it's like right about six o'clock and we just hop out of the car and we he leaves the car right there we run in you know he's helping me out he's carrying some stuff we get checked in and they take me over to triage just to see you know Right. I don't even know that I had been checked much at this point. Maybe once. Um, Probably just once. So, yeah. You're that early. Yeah. Yeah. And so I think I've been checked once at the doctor's office. So we go into triage and I was changing into the gown just in like so much pain. Also thinking like, where's this bathroom? I'm still having to go to the bathroom so much. And Trip was in there with me, but I felt like it was taking a long time. Mm-hmm. So for anybody to come and see me, anybody from the hospital to come and check me out. So um, I hear this knock on the door thinking, finally, someone's going to come check me. And in walks Micah. <laughs> <laughs> and you were like the best face I could have seen. I don't even think that I had told you anything other than like, we're just going to get checked out. Right, right. But you're right. It was taking a long time. And because I remember the first birth, I was like, "Mm, I think Kelsey might go pretty fast. If there's something happening, I want to be there right then. If there's not, then we'll just all go home. But yeah, it was taking a very long time for me to hear back from you. Yeah. And so, and nobody had come into triage. And I want to say I was in there for like 20 minutes. I mean, it felt like an eternity. I had a number of contractions during that point. I'm just sitting there freezing in that gown, like waiting to be checked, <laughs> very much in active labor. Mm-hmm. And um, so 
you walked in first. So the doctor came in and she checked me and I can't remember how many centimeters I was, mm-hmm. but she definitely, I was in active labor, you yeah. know, and I would be admitted. But at this point, she said, I'm going to get my son from karate and I'll be back. Right. And the look on your face <laughs> was, I, you didn't laugh, but you just kind of said, okay. <laughs> okay. Walked out the door and I was headed down to an L&D room. Um, and this is where my husband said, I'm going to go and move the car. Yeah. And so he goes down to move the car and I get into a labor and delivery room um, and we get my bag dropped pretty quickly and we head into the room and I remember thinking I have to go to the bathroom again. I went to sit down in the bathroom and this is where you said to me, poop is okay, a baby's head is not okay. I will never forget that. (laughs) (laughs) These are wise words, people, that you can jot down. You're welcome. You're welcome. (laughs) I I thought, smoking like a true professional. Um, I I was like, yeah, yeah, okay. Like, I've been doing this all afternoon now. Like, I know that I just need to go to the bathroom again. And I sat down on the toilet and immediately I was like, oh, that's not poop. (laughs) (laughs) I... I think I used a voice I've never used before, but you were you were coming in and the nurse was coming in and I knew that my husband was moving the car and so I just said, Micah Yep, yep, <laughs> I remember. I was like, Oh, Kelsey doesn't yell. We we are a go. All systems go right now. <laughs> yes. And I uh yeah, with my first baby and then also even through the afternoon with this labor, I just felt like super in control. Like I could breathe through mm-hmm. things. Mm-hmm. You know, I could feel the contraction coming on, and I was good with it, and then it would subside. And so, yeah, this this felt really different. And yeah. so, so I said, Micah, and you came, and you and the nurse carried me off of the <laughs> toilet into the bed. <laughs> and I hadn't even sat on the L&D bed yet. I mean, we had just gotten in that room. Yep. And I felt just this immediate urge. To push like my body I, I kept telling myself like trip is not here the doctor is not here <laughs> don't do anything but at that moment like every muscle in my mm-hmm. body was just like trying to push yep. um so I, the nurse came in I, you I think hollered out into the hollway <laughs> I think I hollered out hey um, yo Y'all need to get in here. I don't deliver babies. <laughs> Hurry, run. I need help in here. <laughs> oh, my God. And so, um, so I, the nurse walks in, and I remember her only having time to ask me one question. She said, are you allergic to any medication? <laughs> and I said no. Oh, my gosh. That's it. That's all there was time for. So I, you had me roll over and look towards you because my husband is still moving the car at this point. And... I don't know if you physically held my legs together or <laughs> told me to hold my legs together. <laughs> and you said, I, you know, 
I can touch this baby if I need to. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm like, but, please but don't make me do it. Please don't make me. Please don't make me. <laughs> I know. And there was, I don't know if it was a resident. There was some doctor there who walked in and he looked like he was 12 years old and terrified. I know it. He was so young. And he was young and he was freaked out probably by my screams at that point. Yes. And he put one glove on and then I turned to look at him and I saw my husband in the doorway (laughs) with our bags. And the way it happened in my mind, which might be more dramatic. I can't wait to hear what happened in your mind. I can't wait. (laughs) I turned like my head and the top of my body towards the doorway. I see trip and my legs just like came open and I pushed. One time, Grant flew out, yep. and I it really did seem to happen that quickly. Yes, yes. Well, it definitely um, happened that quickly, but one one little thing you're missing is, so, so I am on the side of the bed with Kelsey, and I'm facing the front door. So I actually see Trip walk in. I see his oh, face. Yeah. I hear what he's saying, his body language and everything. And y'all, <laughs> if it, this could have been on a movie, I'm not kidding. It was so surreal and so funny. Yeah. You were facing me. You were like on your side. And when you yeah. kind of rolled back over onto, you weren't really on your back, more like a sitting position, but you kind of scooted back over to see this doctor. And, and really we think he's just going to check to see how close baby's head is, but you mm-hmm. opened your leg and essentially baby's head was there. Like, I don't really remember any pushing involved. I know you felt the urge to push. I'm sure you did push, but it was just like, ta-da, here's baby's head. And so what was crazy, I had never seen it before, is that baby's head was born in in the water bag. Oh, yes. Yeah. And you told me that you could see he had more hair than either of my girls yes. did and that you could see his hair like swimming around yes. his back yes so it's like his head was in a I don't know another way to say it like in a fishbowl almost like mm-hmm. a swimming pool and you know how your hair kind of moves when you're in water I could see his hair moving and it it was so amazing and so trip walks in and y'all it it doesn't look normal. I'm just going to tell you a head being born <laughs> in the water bag. Doesn't look super normal. And Trip walks in and his face drops. He goes, what the hell am I looking at? <laughs> oh, yes. Because it's like, what is that? Cause he's not expecting to walk in and see his wife having a baby. That is not what no. he's prepared for. So the shock on this man's face, y'all, it was just totally, totally priceless. He literally just has to drop the bags and come over so he can witness the rest <laughs> of his baby being born. Oh, my gosh. And he, so it's funny, he's such a chill guy. Like, I'm envisioning him going to move the car and, like, he's got the music on. He's just looking for the best parking <laughs> spot kind of sauntering in with our bags mm-hmm. and then I do remember he had big brown eyes and his eyes getting so wide yep. and yep. I do remember some choice world <laughs> 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 and then and we didn't find out girl or boy and so he walked in baby's already out and then we got to find out that we had a son Aww. and he 
was thankfully there for the second half of his body. That's right. He was there for the body part. He not there for the head part. Honestly, what I want to say is none of us were there for the head part. Because I'm serious, Kelsey. That's you true. literally rolled over and there is the head. It's like, wait, when did you have time to do that? I mean, that's crazy. It was so crazy. It uh, was really crazy. And, and yeah, rest of the body, of course, flew out. Babies, and, and I mean, we're all just kind of in shock at how quickly mm-hmm. it happened. You know, I think it was later that you signed the paperwork that said, yes, I give the hospital permission for a vaginal delivery. It's like, mm, well, that's already happened. You know, it was like. I think I signed that when Trip was holding our son. Yeah. 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 <laughs> it's just crazy. Like, why do we sign that now? It was so fun. What do you remember? Anything else after Grant was born? Um, I do. I remember like getting to hold him right away. Mm-hmm. Um, there were some things with my first birth that I wish had happened slightly differently. And I just yeah. remember like wanting to hold him and snuggle him and kind of wait a little bit for the court to be confirmed mm-hmm. and just have him right on my chest and try nursing, you know, as soon as we could. I think it was hard for me to mentally catch up with the fact that I was holding my baby because right. I hadn't even been in labor super long yeah like four hours ago you were four hours ago you were putting your firstborn for a nap I mean yeah yeah so it was hard for me to like play catch up so I feel like in those moments it was just bringing me back to reality Mm. that our baby was here that all of that really did happen like I thought it happened and just relishing in the fact that you know he was here and he was safe Mm. so I loved those early moments they were just so completely surreal. Yeah. So I don't know if you remember this part, but well, first of all, let me say this, that um, Kelsey and Trip are highlighted in my book about three different times. So when I wrote the book, I was very intentional to change little details here, here and there. Um, I didn't tell anyone's birth story perfectly from start to finish. Like I separated it or I combined two different birth stories in order to protect mm-hmm. everybody's identity. I don't use real names or anything like that. So I did all that on purpose. So their story is like found in three different chapters of my book, which is so, so fun. Anyway, so after baby was born, they, you know, kind of done their checking everything and they, everybody kind of walks out and <laughs> pulls out his bottle of whiskey <laughs> <laughs> and oh, we have you're exactly right yeah and he I mean literally he just he because I have a son and so he took a sip and he he passed the bottle of whiskey to me and I was like you, you want me to go for it he goes yeah take a drink it's like take a drink what <laughs> shot of whiskey out of the whiskey bottle girl that's one of my favorite favorite memories moments ever that oh I had forgotten that and he took great care when he got home as I am having contractions at home together <laughs> together his things to make sure we can celebrate properly yes yes and y'all did y'all celebrated properly do you have a fondest memory about birth and what do you think is the worst thing about childbirth oh those are good. I have so many fond memories. I am sad that we're done having babies. Aww. We are done. But I just had the best like birth experiences with all three of mine. And they were all three a little bit different. Mm-hmm. Um, I was sad to not have you at our baby girl's birth. Oh, no, Heidi's birth. Too. 
um, I think my husband was trying to channel his best man. He was like, how can I be? What would Micah do? Oh, good. I love <laughs> it. So I feel like with each of my kids, I can picture and hear just so clearly, even in the chaos of the end of birth for each of them, mm-hmm. where we were and what the moment was like when we found out we have another daughter or Aww. we have a son. Um, and it just was in my head towards the end of each birth and then such a sweet moment of who is this newest member of our family? Aww. Just getting so, to know them. The yeah, that in, yeah. that initial introduction, this here's this little person. Welcome to the family. I already want to know everything about you. That's it. So sweet. That's it, exactly. So yeah, so sweet. and just already in those moments thinking, I didn't know you. But you are exactly what our family needs, mm. you know, and mm-hmm. just feeling that so strongly once we got to hold him. So, so sweet. Those were definitely some of the sweetest moments in birth. And then I would say the worst thing, and this was even with Heidi, who is our youngest, mm-hmm. is just not knowing during each stage how long it would last. So, mm-hmm. Yeah. None of my labors were crazy long, but no. being in early labor and not knowing, okay, is this it or is it mm-hmm. going to die down? Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. then heading into transition and thinking, okay, this feels like I might die. I'm not going to, <laughs> but is this going to be 10 minutes or six hours? Right. Know? Exactly. Exactly. That's such a great point. I think that's a lot of women's problem. It's like, okay, I know I'm doing it right now. How much longer y'all think I can do this? Seriously? Like, when is this going to be done? Even though it was short, I get that. It's the unknown. It's the unknown and the mental game. And I remember Mm. talking to you about this, which is so much of the reason that I hired a doula in the first place is that I felt like physically my body could handle it, but mentally can I stay in the game? Mm -hmm. And, um, that was one of the hardest things in each stage. We just say, okay, I don't know if this is going to be 10 more contractions right. or 150 more, Yeah, but staying kind of present in those moments mm-hmm. was a challenge at times. Oh yeah, absolutely. 100% a challenge. And you're right. At the end of the day, it is a mental game because your body's going to do what it needs to do. Um, and you know, once a, once a woman kind of finds her rhythm with her contractions, yes, they get harder, they get stronger, they're closer together, but you know how to approach the contraction. You know how to manage the contraction, right? If you get to that point. And so then it's just a matter of, okay, I don't know how much longer I can do this, you know? Um, and, and absolutely that's the mental part. What is the, like a piece of advice you would give to a new mom? Oh, I love, talking about all things birth. I think for me, kind of speaking about both like the physical aspect and the mental aspect of it, it's just a a reminder to me that it takes both parts to make it happen successfully. Mm -hmm. And so something that I tried to do before each birth and then also really asked my husband to help me with during those moments really leading up to meeting our baby were just to remind me of facts of what was going on Mm -hmm. so we're going to meet our baby soon you are strong enough to do this Mm -hmm. you know just that continued encouragement was really really helpful because I think I needed part of the reason I wanted to have a natural birth in a hospital as my 
goal was just to know that I had access to a lot of things. Right. Should there be a need for intervention in any way? Right. Um, but I also didn't want to use that as a crutch if really my body was doing what it was supposed to do and mm-hmm. the things were moving along. Right. So for me, the best advice that I have to pass along and really what I kept telling myself through each one of the births was to just remember the truth. You always told me that this was pain with a purpose, that the mm. payoff is the very, very best at the end. Yep. But it's painful in the middle. And so just whether it's worship songs or having little cards with encouraging sayings or having people in the room to really encourage you of what is actually happening. Mm -hmm. I think that's the best, um, just like team atmosphere to have going into birth. Absolutely. Absolutely. And everything you just said right there is, is kind of my new passion. And that is, to really help spread the <laughs> the word that you can have a positive birth experience, you can absolutely um, desire, want to try for a natural experience, a natural childbirth within a hospital setting. It you can have that, you know, and it it may not be a perfect experience, or maybe something does come into play that we need to change the game plan, but. Wanting that, desiring that, and trying for that is is not an impossible feat. And having that teamwork within the birthing room is huge for a laboring mama's success. And that that's one thing that I'm really hoping that um, in my future I can tap into that of the different people that are and their roles in the birthing room, the importance of each person, and and we want everybody to do their roles. Well, you, I want the labor and delivery nurse to do her job. Well, I want that OB to do his job. Well, I want, I need to do my job well, you know? And so when we all kind of stay in our lanes and we're team Kelsey, then you're the one that benefits from that and gets a positive experience. You're exactly right. And, and that's exactly what I felt. I think too, because it took the stress off of me and feeling like I was the only one managing all of that, me who had never had a baby before or had just had one or, you know, to have people there who have been to hundreds of births who could say, Hey, here's what's actually going on. Here are your options. Just let me kind of be more carefree, which I think Mm -hmm. led to a just really successful and joy filled birth experiences, even though, you know, all three were different. And so I just think it was one of the best gifts thinking about like each of our kids being added to our families is that I felt so supported mm. from the beginning, from their arrival. And that yeah. was a great way to like have a new baby join the world. I love it. Such, such fond memories. Yeah, I'm, I've enjoyed this so much getting to hear about your experience and that it is still this ah moment for you. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> it's like I did that and it was good. It was positive and and nothing blesses me more than to hear that somebody, one of my, especially one of my clients, still looks back and goes, "Oh, yep, I would do it all over again. It was it was a great experience. It was hard, but it, even in the chaos or even in the unknown." that is how I wanted it to go that I I had the birth experience I wanted to have. And that that just makes me so, so, so happy. Oh, same here. It is one of 
just the biggest gift, especially as we do kind of our birthdays around here and, and take some time to reflect back. I think it is a gift for me to say like they went the the best way possible. Um, and I'm so grateful. Good. Yeah. Me too, girl. This has been, yeah, such a treat, such a treat to get to visit with you. And I so appreciate your time. And I really think this episode is going to benefit so many listeners out there, especially you new mamas um, who are looking to have a natural childbirth. And I know most of you might be giving birth in the hospital. And, and Kelsey and I both want you guys to know, hey, it is possible. Go for it get educated and have people in your corner supporting you and saying, yep, you got this. Absolutely. I couldn't agree more. It's going to be great. Yep. Okay, girl, you have a blessed day and thank you everybody for joining me. Hey, thanks for joining me on game day birds, not balls. You can follow me on my Instagram page at my doula Micah. You can also find me on wagodoula.com. Waco doula is on Facebook. And if you like what you heard, you can subscribe or you can find us on roguemedianetwork.com. Thanks for joining us.